Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. This is Gourmet with a quick note before we get the episode started. I have something exciting to tell you about. We have launched the Fat Guy Forum Patreon. That's right. You can now become a monthly supporter of the show for just a few dollars, less than a cup of coffee a month. You can support keeping these amazing dude stories coming to you. And there's even a bonus at one of the tiers that I think is going to be very exciting. I have some great ideas to come to as we develop this, but I wanted to get it launched and in your hands. So if you enjoy what you hear on this show and you want to help me to keep it coming to you, please go over to that link in the show notes. And that is patreon.com slash keto. Thank you so much, my friends, and on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am wicked excited to have you with us once again as we get ready to talk to yet another awesome dude who he is probably one of the youngest guests to come on the show, but he has seen a lot, and, and I'm getting ready to dive into all of it with him today. His name is Alex Aberdale. Alex, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How about yourself, bud? I am good. I'm good. I'm glad you're here, man. And so let's, without further ado, let's get right to it, man. Tell everyone what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Well, ha, my heaviest weight was probably 550 pounds. Um, and as you said, I am proudly one of the youngest, uh, probably one of the youngest that you've had here on the show. I'm actually 24 years old. Uh, I was born June 24th, 1996. Um, And really, just, I was heavy throughout my entire life. I mean, I was active. I'm sitting here looking at my baseball trophies, my soccer trophies, my basketball trophies. So, like, I was an active kid, but, like, I just loved to eat. And, you know, I always thought, oh, I'd just be a bigger kid and just kept going about it. But uh, when I was 18 years old, actually, uh, I was at my heaviest, um, 550 pounds, um, I, you know, I, I, school, man, school was tough. I don't want to say school was the issue, but I hated myself. I just couldn't bring myself to it. I felt lost in the world. Um, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, we were together for five years, you know, high school sweetheart. Um, you know, that ended and, you know, I get 18. So I was trying to figure out. I guess my place in life and, you know, my weight started to affect me mentally at that age. Um, but I kind of, I guess I just kind of did my own thing. I used to drink, you know, obviously the drinking age is 21, right. but, but being a 19, 18, 19, 20 year old guy, you know, we, we find our ways. Oh yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I'm curious, like, let's, before we kind of go further past 18, like, Getting to 550 at 18 is is obviously more than just you were a big kid. Um, and what I, I'm just curious, like, if you've done some thinking about kind of what you think really brought you to, like, when did you, like, I, I always kind of have, like, an earmark in, in my mind when I, when I talk to guys that get that big. And I, I, the question that comes to mind is, so when did you, you know, when were you over 400 pounds? Like, so when do you think your weight really started to get go more from just you being the big guy to okay this is getting out of hand. You see, I want to say I started making making the connection um around elementary school. Uh 
grade five to six, I guess that's when I really noticed the bullying start. Like, haha, you know, you're fat, you know, you have man boobs, he 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 ha. And uh, I guess that's kind of when I noticed it, and I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get healthy one day. And there's always that little voice in my head that's just like, yeah, one day you're gonna do it, but not today, not tomorrow. Um. And yeah, like 400 pounds. I want to say I was like 16, 17 at the time. Um, my family dynamic, man, that's one of the biggest things. Uh, you know, after losing all this weight, I realized that uh, family dynamic is everything. And I don't like to badmouth my family. I love my family. We do anything for each other. I really do. And it's, I'm not making excuses, but it's the way my mom was raised and it's the way you know, my family immigrated into this country from, you know, we were very instilled in our ways and, you know, what the guy said when, and so it just very hard, very hard life in the beginning for like my family members. So that's kind of like where the, this thought thinking came in, at least that I'm thinking, I don't know. Uh, take us into that. Like, cause like, I guess, cause what you're saying, you know, you're saying family dynamic or the thinking, was it, there was just an abundance of food or was there kind of like that, you know, mentality since there was that, that family hardship that when food was available, it was, you know, a free for all. Like what, what was the, what's the dynamic you're, you're kind of getting into, man. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to push you too deep. You know, I'm not trying to have an Oprah Winfrey moment with you and push you too deep there, but I'm just wondering no. like in terms of like how the impact there that that was having on you. No, I mean, I, I say everything happens for a reason, and uh, I've actually been trying to think about this a lot lately. Um, my grandfather, he was my rock. He was my dad. Like, I, my dad walked out on my family when we were very young, when I was very young, excuse me. And uh, so he was, he taught me everything, how, what it means to be a person, a, a genuine human being. Um and just I, I it, it tears me up talking about him because you know he was he taught me how to drive he taught me how to be you know respectful you know just to look at life differently and um yeah man it just the family dynamic, like he, I guess that's where I'm going, is it was very old-fashioned. He went to work, sun rose, sunset, he'd come home, food would be on the table, um, and it would just be a family dinner. Everyone was home at, you know, dinner was ready at 5.30, it was on the table at 5.30, and we all ate together as a family, and it continued uh, until my mom and I moved out. Um I lived with my grandparents and, like, all of us together in a house for the first, like, ten years of my life. Um, so I guess that's just kind of how it happened. Like, I just was used to dinner always being at a certain time. Um, and when it was a meal, you know, it was a meal. We're a Polish-Lebanese family. So we always had starches. We always had, like, soup sandwiches and then like these crazy breakfasts like on saturday pancakes eggs bacon juice all this other stuff and uh i wasn't the only big one like my grandmother she uh she lost 160 pounds 
through Weight Watchers and everything. So obesity did run in my family. Well, it does run in my family. Um, and how would you, so like, I, I don't want to, you know, we don't have to, to kind of get, stay in that dynamic. Like, let's kind of talk about the after effect of it on you. Like, in you know, in terms of all these changes, like, what were your, you know, how did your eating habits evolve? Like, wh- how do you describe your relationship with food, I guess? Like, knowing, yeah, I, I think anyone who gets, there, there's no natural 500-pounders out there, you know. Oh, if no, there are, you know, clearly it's it's a, a genetic, you know, aberration. Like, what, Very rare. What, what was it about your relationship with food you think that brought you to, to 550 pounds? So, looking at it now and looking at it in, like, I like to say my adult mind, uh, Food was an escape for me. It was a comfort. It was kind of this euphoria effect of this can't hurt me. This is okay in this moment. Like I was able to think clearly. My mind was clear. And it all began by just like eating a bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? What, like just to space out and keep stuffing your face, watching Netflix it goes away. It goes away. It really goes away. And it's easy to get sucked into the rabbit hole that I call it of just that negative thought like, oh, okay, I'm just going to eat this one bag of chips. And then this one bag of chips turns into two. And then, oh, I'm actually hungry. Let's just get pizza for dinner. You know? So like that was my aspect of food. It was a therapy. It was a way out. It was an escape. Um, I have to say it's quite the opposite now. Um, I'm very agitated around food, uh, especially after the surgery. Uh, I had gastric sleeve surgery about a year ago. I know yeah, I kind of cheated. Yeah, no, let, let's. It's, I don't think it's cheating. Let, let, let's get into that. So let let's let's take everyone from where you you know you got to your heaviest weight. Like so, what what came after that for you? Like and that you know we can dive into like what you actually did. Yeah. So. Um. My my weight skyrocketed, uh, like I said, to 550, and I I was went to um therapy obviously for years. Um, really five years it was committed therapy. I say these last five years have really been my transitional years. Um, so when I decided to make a change and decided that look, I deserve to live just as much as the next. I want to have a family one day. I want to experience life. I want to travel. Um, I decided to reach out to a local weight loss thing. It was uh, it was a local hospital program. Um, Bay State Medical Center was offering it, and uh, I met. The one of the requirements is you know you got to come in and sit to their spiel, and you know you had two options, and they want you to pick gastric sleeve or gastric bypass. Um. From my experience in the past, bypass just doesn't seem right. You know, like it seems right, yes, if you need to lose a lot of weight and you're older in life. I was concerned about absorbing the like nutrients and still wanting to have. I basically wanted to hit the restart button on life, if that makes sense. I wanted to start from zero. Now that I already screwed up this body once, I want to get it to the healthiest and maintain it the healthiest. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And so before you, 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 you know, I, I, the surgery option kind of coming as an outgrowth of of your therapy and in that, had you tried to lose weight before at all when you were younger or was it just something that had never really been a part of the equation for you? 
Um, it was, it was, it uh, like, obviously, you know, I had doctors that they were concerned. I was seeing an endocrinologist for the longest because I had that, um, dirty neck thing, I guess that they used to say it was a sign of early insulin resistance. Um, so I had that, I was seeing all that and I guess, I guess my family dynamics were still too deeply that I wasn't able to notice the change that I had to make was serious enough until it almost killed me. Um, I was a diabetic, I found out, um, when I was working, uh, Six Flags over the years, uh, 18, this is when everything gets juicy, um, I got sick, and, you know, I just felt nauseous, I was drinking a lot of water, you know, but I always drink a lot of water, I had this pimple on my stomach, or bug bite, I don't know what the hell it was, and it turned into an abscess, and, uh, this abscess got so bad that, you know, I had the feverish chills and it it turned out to be cellulitis around the abscess. So I get admitted to the hospital. I wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, my bed's wet. So I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I, I pulled out my my IV. Uh, it turns out that that cyst actually was more <clears throat> deadly than they originally thought. Uh, it ended up popping in the middle of the night. And, um, it, it, if you ever see, like, mud, tar, that's what was coming out of my body. And I knew, right then and there, I could die. Like, I, I found out I was diabetic, and I'm just watching this stuff come out of my body. And they're like, look, we gotta bring you into surgery, just to give you, you know, like, clean it out. I'm like, alright, you know... I'm not happy about surgery, but a one to two inch incision, cool, whatever, I'll deal with it. But when they got in there, I had so much dead tissue, they had to open me up. I woke up, and I had a seven to eight inch incision long on my abdomen, and it was about five, four and a half, four and a half to six inches deep. I can't remember exactly, but it was deep enough where I needed a wound vac. Uh, and a wound vac, I don't know if you know anything about that, but they stuff sponges into you and it ke you basically heal from the inside out. Uh, so then that's when I knew that something wasn't working in my life. It really took that slap in the face to realize, like, something here isn't working. Um, I always thought it was just, it was me. You know, I thought, well, I guess it was me in a way. It was me, you know, um, just, dude, I, I don't, I don't know. That's really when I noticed, like, I need to make a change. I cannot be 480 pounds. I was 480 pounds at this point. Um, and continue live like this. And then from there on, I fell into the depression. I, from 480, I blew up to 550. And I remember one night I was sitting there and uh, laying in bed and I could have sworn I was having a heart attack. Uh, my left side hurt and everything. I took some aspirin and I probably should have went to the hospital, but uh, I didn't and I kind of just slept it off. Um, and then, like I said, I, I made the decision. I was like, look, I was like, I need to better myself. I was like... I, I don't want to live like this. 
and uh, surgery. I lost 117 pounds on my own. So I went from 550 pounds um, down to, I had to get to 450 before they would even touch me for surgery. Um, so I did what anybody would do. Um, I went to the fridge. I took out all the candy, all the sugary drinks. I, I had a temper tantrum throwing food out. Like I was that mad. I was that fed up with myself that I let myself get to this point. I was angry at my parents for like letting, letting this get this bad and still like, here's all this crap in the house. You know, like all this candy and junk food, because you think they change it, right? But, yeah, I, I had to take the initiative. I 100% had to take the initiative uh, in changing my lifestyle. Um. So, yeah, I had the temper tantrum throwing the stuff out of the uh, the fridge. I got, I went to BJ's that day. I got protein shakes, and I just... I dug in deep. I started walking. You know, at first I could only walk to the end of the street. I did that two or three times a day. And then I was like, you know, my dog deserves to get out too. Like my poor dog, Chloe, she's a gorgeous German Shepherd. She deserves to, you know, walk too. Like she doesn't deserve to be just be out in the front yard sniffing all the time. So I started bringing her. And she started to become kind of like my therapy too. She uh, would look at me. She kind of tell I'm having a bad day. Just let's go for a walk. So, a walk turned into a walk down from the block, around the street, then it turned into a half mile and a mile, and now I'm just, I'm going for runs. Like, just out of the blue. I'm planning hiking trips in California, like, I'm excited, like, the way of thinking, the way of, like, growth, that, it's, like, I, I always say, health is four stages, physical, mental, emotional and some sort of spiritual level we all believe in something we all believe in something and if we don't you know that that's still choosing not to that's still choosing to believe um which is fine but i believe all four need to be in balance in order for you to live your best kind of like energetic life mm -hmm. if that makes sense no i think it does and so you got this journey started on your own because you needed to, you know, in order to qualify for your surgery and you had, what was it like to go through the surgery? Cause I think that's something, you know, I've had guests on before that have talked about having, you know, going with that option. And I, I'm just, especially someone, you know, who's younger, you know, having it done. Like, I'm just curious, like, what was it like to make that choice to have, to have that done? Matt, that choice, it was probably the most adult, and ballsy thing I've ever did with myself to to be 22 how when did I get it September 9th 2018 uh so yeah almost no 2019 so yeah I'm a year post-op um to to make that decision for myself um it it took it took a lot. I definitely contemplated it. I contemplated it right until they wheeled me into the back room and put the mask on my face. I remember as they're putting ma the mask on my face, I made the comment. I was like, is it too late to back out? And I remember all of them just kind of just chuckling and I just gave a thumbs up and I went to sleep. Um, 
but choosing to do that, it was really, it's, it's a commitment. It's definitely a commitment that I, I knew I had to make a commitment, but I didn't think it would be this commitment. So basically gastric sleeve surgery is they take your stomach and they remove about 75% of it. So I like to say my stomach went from like a grapefruit. So, you know, because let's be realistic, I, I could drink a two liter without an issue. Um, to the size of a banana, it holds the volume holds about the size of a banana. Uh, getting used to that was like mentally exhausting. Even now, a year post-op, I'm still finding signs from my body that, hey, you need to have more protein in your diet today. Or, hey, you need to have more liquids. And it's kind of finding that balance. Like, I'm relearning my body, uh, which is something I should have done the first time around, if that makes sense. No, I think it does. And so that as that kind of progresses for you, you know, what are what are the other things you're learning? You know, because you're... You're you're no longer 550 pounds. You're you're. I'm you're, 307. Yeah, I was gonna say you're you're doing great, man. Like yeah. to get to 307 is fantastic, and I know you're still you know there there's still things to come for you as well. But what do you think have been the biggest discoveries for you as you've made that journey from from 550 to 307 so far? The biggest thing I've learned about myself, or even just or kind just... of like about the process in general. To have respect for the system and to always have blind faith because making a change isn't going to be easy. I don't know where we thought that making a change is going to be easy or how making a permanent habit change would be easy. If something is truly meant for us, like in our karmic value, like it's going to get there. We're going to get there, but it's not going to be easy. So you kind of just, it's repetition. It's telling yourself, waking up every day, saying, I want to live my best life. I deserve to wake up happy. I deserve to wake up healthy. And I deserve to be here. Those are the three things I tell myself every day as I wake up. And when I tell my, when I go to sleep, I sit there and I, like, as I'm, you know, thinking about my day, I'm like, Alex, you did the best you could today. Uh, and I like I set goals for myself. So like every like today I woke up, I was like, look, today I want to get packed for California. I had to I wanted to do laundry. I had to do schoolwork. I had to do some grocery shopping and I had to come on for the show. Um, So I made it a point. I was just like today I'm doing all of this. I made the list and just crossing it down. Sticking to your word is the key to everything. And sometimes it starts off with, I'm going to drink a bottle of water a day, because that's how I started off. I'm going to drink one liter of bottle, uh, one liter of water a day. That's how I started. I swear to God, drinking one liter of water to, to a day, I replaced that, and I was up to a gallon of water a day. So I was doing that whole water cleansing thing. Um, and then just like, I was like, I can get this. So I'm going to walk every day. I feel good. I'm going to start eating healthier. You know, I'm going to cut out a meal and I'm going to replace it with a protein shake. I like coffee. I was like, I could just mix my protein shake with my coffee. I do the premier, the premier protein shakes, 30 grams, and they're fantastic. Like the nice chocolate coffee in the morning. Hello, who doesn't like that? 
and then like sometimes add some uh, the PB2 or just some like good peanut butter stuff. Um, that that's it, just set small realistic goals. Once you make goals, just set a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Have small, short, and long-term goals. I think that's the best thing. Like your long-term goal is to get healthy and lose weight and get to a goal weight. What can you do this week to get to that? I can pick three days to a week to exercise, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What time can I exercise? Oh, you know, I like it in the warmer afternoon, 2 p.m. Let's go out before the kids get out from school. You know, that's how I would think. And uh, just really sticking to my word and, like I said, just saying I deserve to be happy and healthy because your mind is everything. To get healthy, you need to get your mind healthy first. No, I think that makes a lot of sense, man. And so what, having kind of gone through those experiences, like what what are you working on now? Like what, what are the goals that you have laid out for yourself ahead of you right now? So right now, uh, my goals, I want to, I know this sounds a little bit crazy, but I want to maintain this around the same weight. Um, my personal goal I set with my nutritionist is um, I'm seeing her in three months. I, uh, our, my goal is to lose around 25 pounds. That's completely doable. I have uh, another one year, uh, no, a year and a half follow-up with my surgeon. Uh, after that, he's going to recommend me for skin surgery. Uh, after losing 200 pounds, I'm going to be real with you. I got a lot of loose skin. I like to say, like, my upper body filled out great. The lower half, not so much. <laughs> like, after losing this weight, I, you know, I always knew, like, I'd, I'd have a little bit of loose skin, but I didn't think I'd have this much. Um, but for the first time in my life, I can feel my rib cage. <laughs> I can feel all my ribs individually. Um, and then I just kind of look like a muffin <laughs> down there, you know? Like, it's just the loose skin. But you know what, man? I'm proud because on that loose skin, I have this gnarly scar. You know, I have the five scars from my surgery and... I'm just, I'm ready for this body to go through its changes again, this metamorphosis I've been calling it. Um, I'm just, I'm ready to keep getting out of this cocoon. Like, I, my, I'm almost this beautiful butterfly. I'm on the cusp of it, you know? I think that's where I am in my journey. I'm not quite the, the hungry caterpillar yet, but I'm not a beautiful butterfly. Well, I, I think that all makes sense, man. And I think that that's some good things to point out. And what, what I'm curious about, Alex, what I would love to talk about is, you know, we've said several times already, you know, that you're one of the youngest guests to come on the show. And the audience of this show is not necessarily, you know, majority in your age demographic, but there are some younger listeners out there. And or there are I, even more people listening that are, are the parents of of children who are dealing with the weight challenges that you did, you know, seeing their children being massively overweight, you know, following in their own, the patterns that they went through. Like I, I I'd love to kind of get your perspective on what do you think are the ways to help, um, you know, or someone who out there who is that, that 17 year old who's 450, 500 pounds. What do you think the things that they need to, to start putting into place and start thinking about to help them um, really tackle this, this challenge that, people twice their age struggle with dealing with right right so in terms of um a parent view uh 
I, I love talking about that because uh, my therapist actually want me to talk to some parents. We have a program here called Mighty, which helps uh, at-risk teens who are overweight. We help them um, develop an exercise program, an eating regimen, and we basically teach them the healthy way of foods. I myself went through the program, uh, and they have a part for the parents. But I don't think, and I mean this in the most respectful way, I don't think my mom was ready herself to make changes. And I don't think consciously she knew the repercussions that it would have on the family. So if you're a parent, you not only have to worry about living your best life and, you know, healthy, the, the healthiest versions, the four health, spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental, um, you can't, you can't have your kids live those. You can't tell your kids to live like that if you aren't living by example. So you have to take the reins. And I understand my mom worked 60 hours a week when I was younger. My mom was always working. She's a nurse. And the easiest thing was to go to Burger King, stuff like that. But there are better options out there. Um, and there are healthier choices. Uh, Crock-Pots, for example. I love Crock-Pot meals. Um, and recently I've gotten into this um, HelloFresh thing. I, I guess it's one of those new things. And it comes with all the ingredients. And it's it's about what we spend at the freaking drive-thru. Like, for a family of four at the drive-thru, is like 60 bucks. It, it's crazy. But, well, it was probably like 80 back in the day. Because, uh, you know, large Big Mac, large fries, 20 nuggets, and a Diet Coke to wash it all down. <laughs> I was that guy. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, lead by example and show your kids that, like... Life is amazing, man. Your kids see a lot more than you think. They hear a lot more than you think. And uh, they do love you from the bottom of their heart. And to the kids, like, I know you love them. Like, I know you love your parents to the bottom of their heart. But you got to set your boundaries, too. Boundaries are everything in life. And there's a way to express your love to people. And also keep your inner peace. And make sure you're not giving too much of yourself to people because at the end of the day you want to be able to take those pieces back and bring them back to yourself so you could be whole again you know and i'm not saying don't help your family out because that's the last thing i'm doing like but i guess like my biggest thing with my family is now they're coming to me for weight loss advice now they they want to eat healthy and I guess I've already been at this for over five years, and it's just now they see the success, and they want to get on board. I'm happy for them. I really am. You know, I'm, I think everyone deserves it. But it's hard when the kid takes the first step. Um, but taking that first step is the biggest thing, and that's the best thing that I can do, that I could stress on anybody. The first step to anything is always going to be the hardest and the scariest. Um, you know, I always talk about first steps. I'm good. Like I said multiple times, I'm going to California tomorrow. This is my first time traveling by myself without my family. I'm going to see friends in like across the country and I'm nervous, dude. I'm nervous. Like I I've talked myself out of it at least six times 
and you know just my mind just goes around down the rabbit hole but i know it's something i have to do because it's something i always talk about doing i always talk about traveling and i always talk about taking a step so i need to take a step for myself i took a step with surgery you know i i said i want to live you know i you know higher power spirit was just like you know what we hear your call we're gonna help you live and I, you know now it's i want to travel i want to find someone and i just want to share my journey with people i want to help them become the best of themselves that's what i want to do and that's what i wake up doing every day well i i think those sound like great great things to want to see happen but also great things that you're doing already man like you're putting it to action and you're showing people that you can go from this place of inaction to actually making some real real changes and what do you think Al, you know Alex thinking about it like what do you think are the things that are going to keep you on this path for the rest of your life and prevent you from going back to the way your life was before you know i ask myself this all the damn time and i love this question because it makes me say what i want out loud i never say what i want out loud and since i've been saying what i wanted out loud everything's happened um i told my, and it all started out with i want to be healthy and i want to live when you say what you want into the universe it becomes a vibration it becomes a power so when you say that the universe acknowledges it and it helps you. So if you put out positive energy, you're going to get positive energy back. But if you put out negative energy saying, I don't know, oh, I, I wake up and I hate going to my job. You know, you're already starting the day I hate instead of I love. Um, So that's 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 the key is just saying what you want. And when the universe, because the universe is going to give you the option. It's like, do you really want this or do you want to take it away? Make sure you stick to the goal that you want. So if you want to be healthy, get healthy. You know, if you set yourself the goals. I want like traveling. I'm, tra I'm traveling like I I'm renting a car at 24 years old. Like I I'm flying across country, you know, like granted, a lot of people do this stuff my age, but something I thought personally I could never do. And then. It took me realizing, like, no, I, I could do that. I could do that, but I have to say that I want it. And since then, um, like, I, I really believe just by living by example. Um, so I, a little bit about myself, I started school again. I'm becoming a life coach, a habit coach. Um, and um, life <laughs> health coach, life coach, and habit change coach. Sorry, those three things, all in one. Um, because I think that if I was to live the rest of my life the way I'm living it right now, I'm going to live a long, happy life because I feel confident. Yes, I stress about things, but you know what? I'm doing what I want to do at the end of the day. And that is the most important thing. So if you aren't happy at the job, Maybe it's time to look for a new job. If you aren't happy with the way you look, let, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a five-minute walk a day. If you're sad, let's have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. It's all about being human, and I think that's the thing that we lack the most now is simple human compassion, simple sit sitting down, having a conversation, 
and talking about life. When when you can sit down and talk about how you feel in a safe environment, that is the first step to healing and growth. And that's that's what I aim to do every day. And if I can help one person a day, I'm happy. That that's as simple as that. All if I could say thank you, or if someone says thank you, I appreciate it. It makes it makes me feel it makes me feel good because I'm being the most genuine and authentic version of myself. Well, I, I think that's a powerful lesson for all of us, Alex, and, and I definitely appreciate you sharing it with everyone who's out there listening. Alex, you, you've, de- you've taken us into this, this incredible journey you've been on. I mean, you're, you've got 24 years under your belt, and the amazing thing is now you have so many more to come because you, you've taken your health back and you've, you've, claimed, you've reclaimed your life. What, what, if anything, have you not been able to, to share with the audience today, Alex, that you want to make sure that, that you get to say? Uh, one thing that I always, man, if, if someone out there, they love you. Um, I know I talk about all the time, like my therapy. I went through a dark time. If, you know, someone loves you, if you didn't hear it today, you're hearing it today that you deserve to be the happiest, healthiest version of yourself that you can be and if you don't think you can deserve if you don't think you deserve it that's a load of horseshit because you deserve to be the happiest and healthiest version you can be and you can get there by setting goals and starting off one step in front of the other you have to crawl before you walk and you have to walk before you run i like it man i think that that's a really important lesson for everyone alex i End every episode by taking the guests through five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay, Alex. So here we go. Question number one. Tell us, Alex, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Oh, Chris. uh, Chris Farley, man. Chris Farley. God rest his soul. Oh, man. Him and Black Sheep and... He was my savior. He was really the first. He was the first obese guy that I noticed that was in a movie. Mm. Well, there we go. He's 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 an answer I used to get all the time, and I haven't, you know, for the past probably dozen or so guests. So it's good to hear that name come back up again, man. <laughs> Question number two, Alex. I I know you're young, and I'm gonna, and I and I only keep saying that because I'm so freaking old, but. The time that you spent as a fat guy, Alex, what is one lesson you took away from it? How I never want to live my life again. Mm. I like it. I, I think plain and simple. That that's a powerful that's a powerful thought, man. I think that's really powerful. Straight from the heart, brother. There we go. Question number three, Alex. If there is someone out there listening who is in your shoes, you know, when you were eighteen, who's five hundred and fifty pounds, no matter what their age is they're in that condition. What's one thing they can do today to get their journey started? If you have a set of stairs in your house, I happen to live on the second story. Um, go downstairs and use the bathroom, man. Every time you got to get up to pee, do your business, go downstairs, use the bathroom, get back up. That's how I started. I swear mm. to God, I did the stairs at least seven to eight times a day. That's how I started. I like it, man. I like it. I think that, that that's a great you know, that's a great tip to integrate some more activity, you know, into a life where there probably isn't that much going on. I think that's awesome. Yep. Alex, question number four, what is one thing about yourself that you love? 
one thing about my <laughs> I think uh I love my authenticity, I think. Uh and it scares me to shit to say that because that's probably also one of my most uncomfortable things. Uh but it's the part I'm really fucking proud of, man. Excuse the French, but you know, it took me a long time to be proud of who I am and it took me losing my dad, my grandfather, my rock uh to really, you know, make me proud of who I am. When he told me he t like he told me, you know, I went in for he was in the hospital, he went into hospice and he's like Alex, he's like I know you're going in for weight loss surgery next week and he's like promise me you won't give up. And I told him I was like you know, Gramps, I promise I won't give up. And that was the final promise I made to him. And I intend to keep that to my dying breath. I love it, man. I think that's that that's a powerful promise that we all should be making, not just to people in our lives, but to ourselves. So and the, I, I appreciate yep. that. Yep. That's how we got to live, man. That's for, how we all got to live. For sure. And the last question for you today, Alex Tell us what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related. All right, my next goal for the that's not health or fitness related. I want to start my own business, man. I really, I'm really working hard nice. on finishing school and starting my own business. I really want to start this uh, coaching up. I, I really like do. It. Well, there we go, man. I have no doubts at all that you're gonna you're gonna make that happen. And Alex, I mean. At 550 pounds and diabetic at 18 to where you are now is just really an, an incredibly powerful example for everyone else out there. So I appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us on the show today. Thank you, Mike. Man, I, I'm like I said earlier, I'm a huge fan. Thank you for giving me this opportunity, this space in your community to be authentic to and tell my story. I really appreciate everyone's time. For sure, man. And, and also, uh, obviously, a, a special uh have an amazing trip. I hope that you really have a great time uh, doing that traveling, man. I think it sounds like you're going to have an awesome, you know, some awesome things coming for you. Oh yeah, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to share it on Instagram with everybody. Thank and, you. And speaking of that, Alex, if people want to follow you and connect with you, where do they find you, man? Oh, you know what? You can find me on Instagram on fluff to buff. Uh, it's all spaced out with the underscores fluff to buff. There we and go, it's man. A picture of me in the ocean. I will make yeah. sure that, that there's a link to that in our show notes today. Uh, again, Alex, thank you again so much for your time. And everyone out there, if you want to connect with me as well, don't forget, if you heard it on the 100th episode, I have a brand new Instagram account because Instagram took it upon themselves to get rid of my old ones. So right now you can find me at Gourmet Goes Keto, no underscores, no slashes or anything, just Gourmet Goes Keto on Instagram. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto, heck, I'm even on TikTok and Clapper now at Gourmet Goes Keto. So track me down wherever the heck you want to find me. <laughs> and if you are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching from a ketogenic, holistic ketogenic perspective, go to theketoroad.com slash coach-mike. And from now until the end of this year, we are having a 10% off sale on all of our coaching services. So you can go get yourself signed up and, and we can get start working together. I just would be excited to see that happen, everybody. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, the Fat Guy Forum now also has a Patreon where you can become a monthly supporter of the content we're putting out here and help make this show happen. So thank you all, my friends. Go out there today. Do something to amaze yourself because you are the most amazing people I know. Then come on back and catch us again here on the Fat Guy Forum. Mm -hmm.